Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome to Colton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends, to another episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Guys, so if you listened, uh, I'm not sure when we're going to run these, so it may have run before or after, but uh, we did an episode that was a cursed episode uh, where we had recording problems and all sorts of stuff. There's still plenty of goodness to listen to in there, um, but because of that, we had a little extra time, uh, and Mandy Longley and I, your host, film critic and comedian Nate Wyckoff, wanted to cover Hocus Pocus 2, uh, which is the Disney Plus direct streaming sequel to uh, the very much loved uh family halloween film hocus pocus i have a lot of thoughts on this my wife who is a huge hocus pocus fan um had many thoughts on this the original is from 1983 uh it was uh, i mean it, famous 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 didn't do well critically but fans were created it's done so well after its initial launch uh it stars three uh three women bet midler sailor jessica parker and kathleen excuse me kathy uh najimi playing the sanderson sisters who are three witches who are um trapped in a black candle or the the black candle is is left in their wake as they are cast into oblivion uh because they like to eat children in uh early early new england so that's their punishment but in uh present day they are raised by uh someone a virgin uh lighting the black candle uh the the original is as i said it's iconic at this point um it's 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 30ish years old um Omri Katz played Max who lit the candle Thora Birch played uh in one of her earliest television roles his little sister Danny uh big fan of Thora Birch um Vanessa Shaw played Allison uh the love interest and Lots of other things happened. There were great dance numbers. Um, Bette Midler uh, saying, um, I put a spell on you. It's just such an iconic scene. The Sanderson sisters, their interplay together was is truly delightful. The controlling um, sort of brains of the operation is Bette Midler's character, um, who is uh, Winifred. Uh, Sarah is Sarah Jessica Parker's character. She's the like um, hot ditzy one. And then Kathy Najimy, who is just a brilliant actress she plays mary who's kind of like the smarter than she's given credit for but still kind of derpy and browbeat um uh, uh middle sister it is it, it is such a such a delight um to 
to watch that movie. I I saw it later in life. Doug Jones, iconic character actor of Monsters Galore. Doug Jones is in it. He plays Billy Butcherson, who's the reanimated uh, ex-lover of Winifred that she uses to carry out her her evil plans until she uh, until he flips. Sean Murray plays Thackeray, uh, who is uh, <laughs> of a cat like Salem the Cat in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, and he's he's been cursed by the Sanderson sisters since New England time to be an undead cat. Uh, he eventually is released at the end of the film. I'm just recapping this in case you've lived under a rock and you've never seen Hocus Pocus. The sequel, which came out just a couple weeks ago when you will hear this on Disney Plus um, as a streaming service, does bring Doug Jones as uh, Billy Butcherson and uh, Winifred, Sarah and Mary back with the original their original cast members. So we've got Bette Midler, uh, SJP, and Kathy Jimmy. This is, so I'm going to start. So the plot is two girls, actually three girls, two girls uh, who are having a fight with their third friend because she got a boyfriend and is ignoring them, uh, end up resurrecting a witch because, or these three witches, by lighting a new black candle because the local shopkeeper who runs the witch museum in the Sanderson's house uh, secretly made it magic. Okay, so uh, played by Sam Richardson. So these these two girls, actually three girls, release the witches, and then they have to put them back away, and the hijinks ensue. I'm going to let Mandy talk first. Mandy, what were you expecting with this uh, 30 Years Later sequel, and what did you get? I was expecting a botch job. Like, just, I was expecting it to be like, more of a money grab mm. not being particularly sensitive or interested in maintaining the charm of the original um mm. it you know possibly going off course or having like just i don't know like a garbage plot i'm not mm. saying the plot was great i was expecting it to be way worse than it was so mm. i had a pretty positive response to this film um okay you know i felt like honestly like the production value overall was like much improved compared to the original it felt like it both took itself more seriously and was self-aware at the same time mm. um and i liked that about it um i would say like i, I mean i am i've seen the original hocus pocus many many times mm -hmm. um i would say i am like a light fan of that movie mm -hmm. i will go to it if invited by other people actually went and saw like uh right pre-covid the fall mm -hmm. like 2019 actually went to see um like a theater production where there were you know actors like you know shadowing the action in front of the film playing on a big screen it was mm -hmm. pretty fun uh, we did that in you know boston area like in the you know near salem not in salem but near salem uh, is it's you know it also having grown up in this that area of the country like i think it's fun to see a place is kind of semi-represented you know like um, mm -hmm. in, in the movie which is good um so I just overall i enjoyed it i watched it on like a saturday afternoon you know like at mm -hmm. home because it's streaming and I, I was not disappointed by it um i didn't give it really a lot of thought though like i didn't dissect yeah. it i didn't really like pick it over i didn't feel like it was a wound onto me because it, it was such a special thing from my childhood 
that I could not believe that they would dare to try to do a remake. <laughs> and mm. none of those feelings. I was just like, oh, there's Hocus Pocus 2. Everyone on my socials is talking about it. I have a free Saturday afternoon and Disney Plus. Thanks to Nate. So I will sit down and I will watch <laughs> this film um, and have some snacks and um, have a good time. And that is what exactly what it delivered to me. All right. Well, see, so I've heard a lot of similar criticisms. And if you if you look at some of the aggregate review sites, it's actually doing better than many expected somewhere between five and six out of 10, which sounds low. Mm -hmm. But in the reality, that's it's not low for for especially for a sequel. Um, I'll, I'll start with the things that I liked. Um, I'll just say my wife was devastated. She she is a really? huge hocus pocus, and we'll talk I mean, about actually why. like when you like from your opening like that doesn't really well. I, I sound a lot more surprised than I like actually really am. Yeah, so I, I was somewhere in the middle. I was ex I was I'm in the camp of it could have been worse, but oh yeah, and here's absolutely. why. So the opening is interesting. We start back in um old olden times Salem, uh, and we have the Winifred sisters as children. And we get that they're weird. Um, they're giving, but their their personalities are all intact, which I thought was cute. I thought that those the 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 actors who did um, the the young group, Taylor Henderson played young Winifred, Nina Kitchen young Mary, and Juju Journey Brenner played uh, young Sarah. I thought that they did a nice job. Actually, I actually was quite they hopeful. Did a, they did okay. It felt a little rough, ish. It felt a little bit like they'd won some kind of contest to be yeah. at the beginning of the film, but I wasn't upset about it. They're, they're being like, very big with their with their comparisons. And I mean, it's kind of hard not to, I guess, because you're dealing with characters that are essentially cartoons uh, mm -hmm. in themselves. Sure. Um, it does set you up for what essentially felt to me like a Disney Channel original movie rather than a theater run film. Um, and but I but I was I was hopeful. I was like, okay, this is interesting. Plus, it gave you some background. They're kicked out of town um, for uh, for rejecting marriage to um, to uh, John Pritchett's to, to excuse me to to the pastor's son. Uh, and we get some early Billy Butchers and stuff. It's not really important. Um, but then they jump to they we get this scene where they're kicked out of town and they go into the forbidden woods and they meet they meet a witch um who is going to eat them played by hannah waddingham and then she's like wait a minute you're a witch or like you have the power to be a witch i am baffled by her inclusion um she 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 doesn't look like anything else in the movie um she has stones on her face she's she's a um uh i think a, they call them a, a tri tri tip or tricolor tip crow so she's a crow with colors a couple colors on her wings they have them in the midwest i believe and she shows up she looks like she was supposed to be in disney's she, live I action she was like sorry i was i thought she was like a like a red wing blackbird or something that's that's Maybe, what it is you know uh, what i mean red wing and we blackbird. do we, yeah, those are native to new england as well yes. you know i see, Thank them, you. see yeah. them around especially um you know in the summertime when they're like doing their nesting stuff yeah she's very it's just a very large one but yeah she's very yeah like the size of a crow right so so interestingly enough so she's in there um and she looks like she's been plucked out of um disney's a wrinkle in time live action that sort of mess that they produced with or that they, they did with um 
like a million people like Mindy Cowling and Oprah and all of these people where they all just had kind of like stones stuck to their face like they were doing like they were on secret celebrity drag race um just you know just a <laughs> little bit odd and uh and that's what I got from that and she's in there and I was confused I was like okay she's the one that taught them how to be a witch but she doesn't come in the rest of the movie until the very end mm -hmm. The new characters are walking off and the, the blackbird flies into frame. Here's here's we'll get to that. So the opening, I was like, okay, I'm interested to see where they go with this. Here's where it started to fall apart for me is all of the new characters did not hit it for me. And we spend too much time with them. Um, we basically have uh Whitney Peak is the lead, who turns out to have witch powers, kind of like Winifred. Um, then we get um, Belissa Escobedo, who plays Izzy, her her sort of ride or die friend. And then Lilia Buckingham plays Cassie is the sort of third wheel um, tossed out in the cold because she's dating uh, a dorky jock um, character. Now, I want to say, first off, Belissa Escobedo uh, as the friend, she should have been the lead. She's likable. She hits all her comedic beats just charming i would she could play a young velma in a scooby-doo i just thought she was fantastic i'm excited to see her she's in the new um uh blue beetle movie from from warner brothers we're getting next year 2023 from um from the comics uh she's she's been another thing she was in american horse stories the anthology series uh and, and several other things i thought she was a delight my biggest issue first is lilia buckingham who's the girl in the outs she doesn't even have a role i'm not quite sure why she's in this movie uh they just needed three kids because they wanted to foil against uh, the three sanderson sisters but she barely has any screen time um and she also is kind of we learn that we're set up to think that she's the bad one but anyone who's experienced it all with being alive and living through high school knows that whenever two friends say that another friend has been ditching them for their boyfriend or ditching them for their girlfriend, they're probably in the wrong <laughs> and just jealous or something along those lines, or it is hard to juggle a new relationship. So we get it. Um, and yes, that's revealed later that it was a big misunderstanding. Whitney peak. This has nothing to do with her acting. I'm sure she could, should, could pull off something. She was in the chilling adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Um, uh, lots of other, projects as well before now gossip girl her character for me is very unlikable she plays the one who is sort of seems like she's the controlling friend of the group like winifred and the sanderson sisters but she spends the entire movie complaining and scowling about everything that's occurring which is really unfortunate because one thing it doesn't really work for me to take the place of like a winifred because winifred is evil Okay, she eats children, sure. She berates her sisters, sure. She also, like, is also really happy to be a witch. Like, she's happy. Uh, and the character that we get, uh, that Whitney Peake plays, is not happy at all. She's actually quite a downer and kind of irritating. Like, you're surrounded by magical things that are happening, and yet she still constantly, they give her lines. Like, uh... Uh, what's the ch a charm what's that gonna do you're like they're witches flying in the sky why wouldn't you think something is gonna gonna work um so that that was a, a big miss for me um as i said sam richardson who i think is great plays gilbert um the guy that that uh is their friend but actually orchestrated the return of the sanderson sisters she thinks they're misunderstood and then comes to find out that they they definitely want to eat children um he was fine 
but there's weird things. And again, I'm, I'm going to talk about it more when I get to the end. He has a cat and everybody seems to think it's Binks, but we know Binks died at the end of, uh, because that was his, his curse was not to die. So he gets to die and move on and see his family in the afterlife um, at the end of the original film. And then we're left that, oh, it's just a cat. Well, kind of. And here's what I get to. Uh, is at the end of the movie, the Sanderson sisters, we get this really sappy, sweet speech, um, a monologue from Winifred as she goes to meet her sisters uh, in in the, the, the ether because uh, she doesn't want to be separated from them. And she talks about how great it is that these three girls who defeated her have each other. And I was disappointed because Winifred... It, it was out of her character. Um, not that she wouldn't maybe say that, but she needed to have some edge again, like some like, but I would, um, but maybe just one soul before I go, right? She has to have some moment where she's still a witch and in this world. And it also would have been a good opportunity for a comedic beat. And it felt very insincere and really hammy to me. Um, and then we get to what it comes down to why were why were their characters introduced that have nothing to do in the story why are some of the characters that get a lot of screen time um like working character actors that we recognize from other projects like sam richardson but they don't seem to have to be necessary um why do we see the blackbird flying at the end that we know is the witch why is it never revealed what the deal is with the cat that can't be Binks, but somehow is also hyper-intelligent, it all boils down to the fact that Disney clearly wants to do a television series. They have three new girls. They have the spell book. They have all these new characters that they can afford versus the Sanderson sisters, which cost them the majority of the money. And that's what they were aiming for. And it's a little frustrating. As you said, cash grab, I was really hoping that it actually would be a self-sufficient film but every uh, yeah. sign, every sign points to a series. Did you and, did you watch to the end of the credits? No. Oh, nay. Okay, you got to spoil it. Tell me what's at the oh, end of the credits. Oh, there is. They de they definitely like like. See, that's where I was because I didn't really think about like any of the other things that you were just talking about. But I always watch the end of the credits because so many films these days put in these little teasers. Yeah. I skipped to the end, but the risk is, is that if it's a really short scene, the fast forward will skip right through it. Mm -hmm. Yep. No. So there's a little thing at the end. I want to say it's like a minute long. And I think, I believe it shows the cat and the cat goes maybe two. And there's another black flame candle. Uh, it's like black flame candle number two. And I don't know if it says like, are like they're gone, but like, are they really? It, was like, it insinuates that they're going to bring mm. back the Sanderson sisters again, or that more shenanigans could mm -hmm. be happening that this is like setting up like at least a sequel but i think you're right is more like a tv show because it's mm -hmm. disney plus um it, and they might and, like, do both the bet midler said she'd be happy to do a third one right so like it I, i'm like and yeah i was like oh like i wanted like i'm like i'm feel okay about this being a standalone like they're goofy like it's it's weird but it's not like super super terrible um but then that last like minute scene i was like those motherfuckers i shouldn't have watched yeah. the end of the credits because yeah it's definitely <laughs> yeah. like 
setting up for a sequel and whatever. It was like the opposite of how I felt at the end of Frozen 2, where they're mm-hmm. like, there's not going to be a sequel. Like, we're done. Didn't they yeah. just announce Frozen 3? Like, this week or right. something. And interestingly so, like, enough, I was like, interestingly enough, I just, I, just watched, <laughs> I just watched Frozen 2 for the first time uh, yesterday, I believe, and I was confused because I was entertained to a point, but I was also very confused because it's one of those movies where they just throw in a million different plot points that have never been mentioned before and yep. new characters and places but mm-hmm. but anyway yeah so this is clearly a setup for a series it's very much in line with the craft legacy which i was not a fan of as far as that goes although mm-hmm. that aimed higher age range but it, it mm-hmm. didn't succeed um i think i think that this would have been helped by a severe edit um because mm-hmm. i get like i said i get too much of the kids and they don't there's not a payoff for it I get, and also we get the whole, there's this right up to the climax, the crescendo to the climax is a weird montage of almost B-roll. Um, like these, these, oh shit shots. Like we get Billy Butcherson with, with uh, Sam Richardson's character playing at the winter carnival. And we get uh, repeated shots of um, the, the, the town mayor, Tony Hale uh, plays the town mayor. Um, like trying to get a caramel apple from this one place and we just get a lot of weird moments in the middle that that are just crammed in there and they feel like skit moments but they don't have a payoff and and you could pull them out and the movie would completely be unchanged and it just felt like the script must have been a mess in the middle um but there are some funny moments and they do involve the sanderson sisters there's um uh 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 there's the Roombas instead of the broom um, yeah, was a delight. Um, there's what I thought was a, a fun scene in a, a CVS or excuse me, it's the Walgreens where um, the Sanderson sisters thinks that the cosmetic products and skin lotions have the souls of children in them. And they, they grab a confused clerk and demand he answer. Um, I, I will say people are, you mentioned it too. The production value looks good. I actually was disappointed because Yes, it's 30 years later. Yes, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kath, Kathleen and Jimmy have aged, obviously. They're um, they're human. But their makeup was rotted. They certainly could have helped. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker as Sarah Sanderson, her eyebrows, they are two sideways like Thor's hammers of black that they straight up just painted on her forehead. It is real rough. Um, I, Actually, I, was... I probably watched this without my glasses on because I said <laughs> it was like a lazy Saturday afternoon from my couch well, so well, it, you know, like, it, it's, it looked it's... awesome to me they looked just like they did in yeah it's it's funny because they i think give it another watch maybe on the big screen with glasses and yeah. i i do think because i mean we've seen it's not like these people haven't worked i mean kathy and jimmy mm-hmm. was just recently in uh a, a netflix christmas movie um which go check out trixie mattel and katya zomaloch give us uh i like to watch series on youtube and watch oh, nice. them cover yeah. yeah watch them cover um single all the way a christmas movie mm-hmm. uh, from last year uh and because kathy and jimmy plays a mom in it and she's stunning she looks great she looks so much yeah. better than she did in this movie and i'm like and as the sanderson sisters they're caked in makeup how can you cake them in so much makeup and make them look older 
it was it was weird to me it was like if they were going to do that i thought they were going to maybe mention it or talk about it or their powers or it just but it didn't instead it was just oh we just did him dirty with this overhead uh uh lighting so that was an interesting choice but i so i thought it was kind of a it was kind of a mess but again it wasn't as bad as it could have been oh yeah but i I was really, like, but I don't see how the, the, I don't see how a series could possibly function without the three Sanderson sisters. I um, don't know what it would be about. It, it's right, like, like it would be, yeah, like it literally like what, would be the craft for kids, right? Like these three girls going through high school with, with magic powers and this witch lady who I guess would be either the teacher or the villain. It's hard to not tell. Not even not even the craft like what was that show charmed which charmed yeah charmed I, it would be like charmed which has been done you yeah. know it but um, charmed was even aimed a little more adult right like it, it would have to be even show, lower yeah. like yeah. it would be you know it would be a disney channel movie but it's yeah. like but it couldn't be the fun ones like it couldn't be twitches or twitches too and it couldn't be halloween town because they've set it up to be in the real world a little too much mm -hmm. i just i don't really know like it would have to be a teen drama and i guess my biggest problem is i don't know who watched hocus pocus and wanted a teen drama like i just don't get it right yeah. um now it's clearly well, the kids the kids of all of the parents who are obsessed right. with Hocus Pocus, the original. Yes, that's what they're hoping, I think. Right? And like, and it's then doing their well. kids aren't going to give a crap about, like, oh, what this meant to my parents. Right. Like, you right. know, watch it. Like, yep. and, and like, that's the other thing is like, I do not hold movies sacred the mm. way that a lot of other people, like, well, it's dangerous. Like, do, don't, right? like, like, don't hold, um, when we talked to Chris Seaver, filmmaker Chris Seaver, yeah. who we love here, a fiend of the plot. I do love him. He's um, wonderful. When when we talked to him about Star Wars, I love his because he's a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. But he said it himself. I don't care which film hooks someone on Star Wars. Depending mm. on your age, it's going to be the original trilogy, or it's going to be the prequel trilogy, or it's yeah. going to be the recent Skywalker trilogy. It doesn't matter. You're in the universe. You can enjoy that. That's cool. Whereas a lot of fans, I mean, Star Wars in particular is a good example because it has the most toxic fandom of all, right? Like, it's just a really nasty fandom for a lot of people. Yeah. Women get attacked. Gay people get attacked. It's pretty awful. Uh, and it makes us all look bad who love the movies. But Seaver's approach is the right one to take because you can yeah. love it without it also prevents you from having a sequel ruin something I know a lot of people yeah. who, for example the Hobbit trilogy which I loved but I understand the criticisms you know some of the sequels ruined the first movie which many people agree was really fantastic so it's like I get that um I but it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that I did feel sad because I was like oh this is not the hocus pocus that I love this is for others and uh that's okay uh but it does hurt to no longer be the target demographic <laughs> yeah we're not you know we're not the target there. we're just uh we're just bringing in the kitties now yep, yeah yep. <laughs> um but yeah but at the same time just, I, just, I don't know like i like hocus pocus like i said it's fun it went to like a special event thing like mm -hmm. you know, in recent history it was a good time like but it is not like I just don't have this sacredness that mm -hmm. like, people hold these. It's just like if you go back and rewatch them, like it's not that good, right? And the it original is, Hocus a, Pocus is super fun. It's but a it 90s is like, movie. 
it is not a 90s that movie. good and i mean people forget um the how cartoonish it is in the, in the first movie because the lead characters are grounded in the real world but the the bullies for example are redonkulous uh in that movie yeah. I, I loved it but it was redonkulous they're super, but they're super cheesy i do like I, you know I, it's if there was one thing, like, because to, to really overhaul for me Hocus Pocus 2 into a solid film would take a lot of changes. But if there was one change that would have made me happier had they done, uh, in addition to giving Winifred a little bit of her witchy edge at the end, would have been use Doug Jones, Billy Butcherson better because he doesn't have to be in the movie at all. And that's a shame because he's such a great mm. bit. Of the original yeah. where he can't speak for most of the time and he loses his head. He the, the effects on him are beautiful. The costume's awesome. And this one, he's just so underutilized. Um, it it, it kind of made me sad. It also was weird that like it was played for comedic beat, but they're supposed to get a petrified spider and they just get a stuffed spider from the carnival. Yeah. Like, is this really gonna work? Like I thought <laughs> I thought magic had a in this universe had a little bit more. <laughs> specificity yeah yeah um i mean but you know like you said that that, those are minor things but um to me having having doug jones in your movie and not using him well is uh is kind of a kind of an unforgivable mistake because he is such a delight to me uh and for those who aren't aware uh watch what we do in the shadows the series Mm -hmm. uh, where he plays the the uh what is he the count uh anyway this has been great. Um, I like that we both had some different takes, but I think it sounds like kind of the common ground is it could have been worse mm-hmm. and it could have been better. And it's mm-hmm. clearly a pilot for a series. Um, mm-hmm. And and I'm curious to see, I think because of, this is my guess, is the movie's doing quite well. Uh, my guess is, is that they'll probably do a series, but they'll also probably do a third movie because Bette Midler said she would be happy to do a third mm-hmm. movie. So I think we're probably yeah. going to get both. Um, right now, they are working on a uh, Broadway musical of the first film, which wow. actually is kind of smart um, because that movie is one of, I mean, they've they've made successful Broadway shows out of things like Shrek and Legally Blonde, which I would not turn into a musical. But I feel like Hocus Pocus could be a musical quite easily, especially since yeah. you cast oh, absolutely. A yeah. in the lead. Yeah, um, yeah. By the way, I really enjoy the Shrek one stage one. We watched that quite a bit. So I heard it's great. I heard it's great. Legally it. Blonde, actually, the music is quite good. Um, it's interesting the changes they make when they do that kind of thing. Uh, and of course, uh, the uh, uh, Army of Dead, excuse me, <laughs> Evil Dead Army of Darkness musical is the delight. Oh, but, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. One last thing I'll say. I thought the music scene was disappointing in this one. Uh, I think mm. a lot of people have said that it's because before we got, you cast a spell on me, which Bette Midler can belt and it's beautiful. This mm-hmm. one, I am a huge Blondie fan. I love Debbie Harry. I love Blondie, but call me is the song that they did. And, or no, excuse me. I'm not call me. Um, uh, I'm going to get you is what yeah. they did. And, th- and that song is not a belting song. So no. it didn't give Bette Midler a chance to even sing. Uh, mm. It was weird. Plus, that plot point makes no sense because they're doing that going to get you because they're trying to get their ancient the foe mayor. who's been reincarnated, yeah. the mayor. And so the mob is going to go get the mayor. Hence, yep. we're going to get you. And they get him. And then the spell, bre- the, the, that breaks the spell. What, yeah, what was like the point they, of the they spell? just like 
they just find him yeah and then they're like oh okay we're done that was it was the weirdest it was the weirdest thing where i'm like did did you just did you literally just give up the plot point it was wonker it was bonkers to me um but anyway that's been this uh special episode of hocus pocus 2 with myself film critic and comedian nate wyckoff and excellent panelist amanda longley thank you so much for being here and please rate us all the stars highest review wherever you get your podcast helps others find us tell your friends tell your family tell your enemies everybody should listen to cult of classic films podcast and always always know that you're great and we love you and to play us out as always is the chud with all about evil Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.